NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. I'm Waylon Wong. And today we have Sarah Gonzalez of Planet Money here for Indicators of the Week. Yes, I just got back from the dentist. So you have slurry, slightly slurry Sarah here uh, <laughs> with you. Yeah, I thought you would be, you know, taking the rest of the day off, drinking a milkshake. I can't drink anything right now. Oh, really? It squirts out. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, that's very detailed. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to hear me slooshing around over here. (laughs) Uh, I think it's going to be great. We have three indicators that are actually not dental related. They are about household debt, which is up, Home Depot sales, which are headed down, and TikTok, which is maybe headed out of Montana. That's coming up after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. The world needs entrepreneurial leaders, and you can become one at Babson College. Gain the skills to lead, motivate, and inspire through a specialized master's or MBA program with full-time, part-time, and online options. Turn ideas into action with a graduate program that caters to your professional needs and fits your lifestyle. Ranked number one in entrepreneurship by U.S. News and World Report. Apply now at babson.edu slash gradprograms. This message comes from NPR sponsor AT&T Business. With a voice as calm and soothing as Rain Wilson's, it was inevitable he either worked for NPR or invented a talking pillow. He went with the pillow. Sleep with Rain, powered by AT&T Business, featuring his voice, designed to help people sleep. Kind of brilliant. Even smarter? Launching a new business with AT&T Business's security, reliability, and expertise. Make your next-level ideas a reality with the only next-level network. Take your business to the next level at business.att.com. All right, Adrian, you're up first. My indicator comes from the New York Federal Reserve's latest report on household debt. What it shows is that the total amount of debt held by American households is just over $17 trillion. So that is my indicator for this week, $17 trillion. That is a record. And, and just to help you get your head around that number, that averages out to about $51,000 of debt per person. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and just to flesh this out a little bit, 73% of that debt figure is housing debt, so mortgages, which a lot of people think of as good debt, right? Because you're you're buying an asset that could appreciate in value. The rest of that debt, about 27%, is things like credit card, student loans, car loans. And when you lump all this stuff together, American households have about 20% more debt than they did pre-pandemic. Like a like a significant dental bill that you might put on your credit card? Just a hypothetical. I just hi- totally hypothetical. Uh, yeah, that would be part of this growing amount of debt that we are all holding together. And what this report also suggests is that some people are having a harder time keeping up with the payments, especially for auto loans and credit cards lately. So that is something to keep an eye on. And... Another thing I want to spotlight from this report is that even though Americans' debt load is growing, the rate at which this debt is growing is actually slowing down. Part of that is because consumers have lower demand for mortgages and car loans. You know, those kind of big spikes in demand for those things have kind of ebbed. The other part of this, though, 
is that banks themselves are tightening lending standards. And we know this because of something called the sluice. Sounds like me. Sluicing and slurring around. (laughs) (laughs) I picked that indicator specifically for you, Sarah, because it would be easy to say on Novocaine. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, so glad. But but SLUCE uh, actually stands for the Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey. It's a report that comes out every few months. Basically, it's like a gut check of what bankers are feeling. And what the latest SLUCE shows is that banks over the past few months are essentially getting more tight-fisted when it comes to giving out loans. I mean, basically, this is all part of the Fed's big plan to fight inflation, right? They're raising interest rates, making it more expensive to borrow, and that's supposed to cool the economy because lending activity just slows down across the board, right? Yeah, but also they don't want lending to slow down so much that the economy goes into a recession. And unfortunately, that is still something that we all have to be on guard for. Hmm, okay, well, talking about slowing down, it seems like the COVID home improvement era might be slowing down. My indicator is 2 to 5%. That is how much Home Depot, the retailer, expects sales to drop this year, 2 to 5%. And Home Depot, I just want to say, is a very important retailer. It is one of the largest in the U.S. in terms of revenue. So what happens with Home Depot can really tell us a lot about how customers are feeling about the economy. And this is the first time that sales have dropped for Home Depot since 2009. Since 2009, Home Depot has been able to increase its sales every year until now. Wow. That is quite a streak. It's basically like everything from like the big uh, financial crisis onward. Yeah. And I mean, they've they've been doing very well, Uh, especially these past three years during the pandemic when everyone was stuck at home doing all their big home improvement projects. Uh, But this quarter, poor Home Depot, they only made a a measly thirty seven billion dollars, which is (laughs) which is a billion dollars less than analysts were expecting. Um, Hmm. A couple months ago, Home Depot expected that sales would be flat. So it's not growing, but not dropping either. Now they're saying, no, no, no. Based on how we did in the first quarter, we think sales will decline two to five percent this year. Spring is apparently the big home improvement season, and sales were just not what they were expecting. With all these people doing home improvement projects during the pandemic, and like a lot of them doing it for the first time, imagining like there were a lot of people were like dropping hammers on their toes, and uh, they were like, "This life is not for me." Yeah, just like <laughs> many home improvement accidents were happening. And just a lot of unfinished projects out there. Too um, many splinters. They're like, forget it. Yeah, it, uh, so Home Depot says it's it's for a couple of reasons. One, they say that bad weather is partially to blame. So in California in particular and in the western U.S., this spring was a lot colder than usual. There was a lot more rain. Uh. So that is apparently partly to blame. Also, Home Depot said that lumber deflation contributed to low sales. So the cost of lumber is dropping. But the chief financial officer of Home Depot said that there has been this shift in the consumer psyche. So it's kind of like, you know, we're all, we see the, we feel like a recession is around the corner and, you know, we kind of hold on to our money a little bit more. I think also like people are just like ditching their projects and going out more, eating more, traveling more, right? They're like, I don't need to be home all day, every day now. I can like spend my money outside. Yeah, there's like a vibe shift. Vibe shift. Uh, Waylon, you got a final indicator for this week. Hit us. 
My indicator is $10,000. That is the financial penalty for violating a ban on TikTok in the state of Montana. So Governor Greg Gianforte signed a new law this week that basically prohibits companies from offering access to TikTok or the ability to download TikTok. Right. And uh, I'm guessing that the justification has something to do with like what a lot of lawmakers around the country are saying about TikTok, which is TikTok is this Chinese-owned company. They're worried that somehow the Chinese government could get access to American users' data because of that. Exactly. So the governor cited privacy concerns as the rationale for this legislation. And this ban would apply to TikTok itself, the company, as well as Apple's App Store and the Google Play Store. So they would be fined $10,000 for each time a user accesses TikTok or is offered the ability to download TikTok. Okay. I I have a trouble imagining like how, how this is actually going to work. Uh, so do a lot of people, and there's not really a clear answer. Bottom line, Montana says if you download TikTok or like you've already downloaded it and you access it, some company, not you the user, but some company is going to pay $10,000 each time that happens. What? And it's worth, <laughs> I know, and it's worth noting that in Montana, as well as other states, there's already a ban on TikTok for government employees. Like they can't have TikTok on their work phones. This is true of federal workers, too. How, how who's who's in charge of pulling this thing off? Well, according to the legislation, and it's going to be up to the state of Montana's Justice Department. So good luck to them figuring out how to enforce <laughs> this. I mean, it honestly does seem really tricky. And there was one hearing they had in Montana where someone from an industry group that represents Apple and Google said, look, there isn't a way for those companies to geofence downloads. Like there's no way to remove TikTok from app stores just for people in Montana. Yeah, what, what is TikTok saying about this? Well, TikTok says national security is a federal issue, not a state one. Plus, it says this ban infringes on people's First Amendment rights. Five Montana residents who make TikTok videos and earn money from being creators agree. Just hours after the ban was signed into law, they sued the state, citing both of those things. And in the meantime, the ban doesn't go into effect until January of 2024. So if you're in Montana, you've still got a few months of scrolling left. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting the image of like people like getting in caravans and trekking across the state so they can like use TikTok across the, uh, the state lines. Yeah, they're like, I'm just going to like scroll real quick for like five minutes and I'll drive home. This episode was produced by senior producer Viet Le with engineering from James Willits. Sierra Juarez checked the facts. Kate Kincannon edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts. On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll never stop. <laughs> dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. 
you won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR.